0: You're tuned in to The Kitra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Kitra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment.
1: Welcome to SOB. This podcast is being brought to you by my inspiring new book titled Courage is a Muscle, Using Heart to Power Your Entrepreneurial Dreams. You can grab your copy today on Amazon. Hey, what's up, y'all? Thanks so much for tuning in and checking out another hot episode of SOB Style of Business, the podcast. This is your host, Keitra, and today I have another great guest, and I'm talking to the wonderful Shane Lubin, this guy I've been following for years and years behind the scenes. I was just telling him about uh, just being one of those admirers and uh, just really being impressed with his journey and the things that he's doing. Um, He's the founder and creator of Duke and Winston, which is a nice, very nice apparel line uh, clothing company. You know, they have a lot of good accessories for animals, uh, dogs, you know, because he's an English bulldog owner. So we'll get into that in addition to some great apparel for, for um, individual people as well, hum- humans, you know, we got to have clothes, right? So anyway, let me uh, let Shane drop that introduction. Hey, so nice to have you on and we'll we'll get rolling. Shane, what's going on? How, how's everything going?
0: Things are good. Things are good. It's great to be on with you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And like I said, I'm just excited to hear your journey. And, and I know the listeners will appreciate your story as well. So um, let's start with an introduction, if you will. Just give us a brief background of who you are and uh, a little intro and taste of Duke and Winston as well.
0: Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, my name is um, Shane Ludin and um, I um, grew up, well, I actually grew up in in the UK, but I moved to um, Philly when I was in the like eighth, ninth grade um and kind of grew up in philly you know families uh nigerian so kind of like a very multicultural background um you know i went to school um in philly i went to temple university um was kind of was an mis major but really wasn't the greatest um you know college student wasn't a great student at all to be honest um you know, I've always kind of had, like, a creative side, but type of family I come from, you know, you're you're really meant to go into, like, you know, kind of math, science, like computers and all that. So that's kind of what I went to school for, but I, I really wasn't that happy with it. Um, and uh, when I graduated, I started to work for um, a web, a really, really small web design company. Um, and my job kind of became client services so it was my job to go out and find um find clients and i was in boston and i came across this brand called uh Johnny cupcakes oh yeah it's like a really cool t-shirt brand that looks like a bakery but inside the store like there's ovens in there but the ovens open up and it's like t-shirts and he had like these ice cream vans that he they he would drive around and sell t-shirts out of it and I just thought that, you know, Philly kind of needed something like that. Like, you know, Philly's like a big city, but we really don't have well back then anyway, we don't didn't really have like just cool like hometown brands. Yeah. And, you know, I always wanted to do something creative anyway, because I I mean I really hated what I was doing. And so I just thought that I was going to start a t shirt line. And, you know, I spent about months just losing all of my money trying to figure out how to print t-shirts and you know all of that uh but then I, I slowly figured it out uh i came up with the name duke and winston my bulldog at the time His name was duke and then winston uh was winston churchill so like in england he's you know obviously one of the most famous um prime ministers ever but his nickname was the british bulldog so i just kind of combined the two names uh and my first t-shirt I kinda I drew it out myself and it was like, you know, the biggie smalls like yeah. Biggie Smalls like um painting with the crown on the crooked crown. I just kinda drew like a crown like that on my bulldog's face and that was it. And this was maybe in two thousand and ten and I printed up about hundred shirts and just started selling them. Um doing little street festivals and stuff <laughs> like you wow. know, sometimes you sell one shirt, sometimes you sell five and That was kind of how I started it um, and and started to build it from there.
1: That is phenomenal. Yeah. And I love the fact that you mentioned Johnny Cupcakes because like that, that, that whole brand and I, it's, it's, to me, it was like the colors, like the colors and the outlandishness of it, of it all. You know, you're walking into the store and it's thinking it's a cupcakery and it's actually a, a clothing brand, which, um is interesting because i noticed when you were starting early on like the shop that you had it and correct me if i'm wrong the one that you had in philly like your first store uh the way that you had it laid out like you know it was just it had that that homey feel and it was really more um how do you how do you the the you know how like in in the uk like the, there's a certain living room type of feel like the the, yeah. the designs and settings and stuff
0: Yeah, it's like a stately home or like a, you know, like a library or something like that. So, yeah, that's kind of how that was. And I I took that from, you know, that Johnny Cupcakes like style where I really wanted to do something that just made people feel at home. Um, You know, for me, like starting the clothing line, I didn't come into this from like a fashion background. Yeah. So my thing was more like. Like just entertain people, you know, and like have something that people like when people come across your brand, um they just they're happy, like you know having the having Duke be the actual um mascot and stuff anytime people came across the dog, they would freak out and be like, "Is that this that's the dog on the shirt right. and so yeah. notice the people the way people reacted to it, I wanted to carry that across the whole brand, so even in the store, I just made it a place where even if people didn't shop, they would come in there and they would just be like, "They people would take pictures like just to take pictures of the stuff that I had on the walls and all of that. So um, that Johnny Cupcakes, like, you know, just outlined it. And this is kind of what I just carried across the whole, the whole brand.
1: Yeah. I love that. Did you like, cause I know you just mentioned, you know, what was ex- expected in terms of your education, you know, okay. Yeah. You need to be an attorney, a lawyer or a doctor or some sort of chemist or physicist or whatever, like what, what sort of, um, I guess what, what type of resistance, if any, did you come up against when you, you know, decided or you announced that you were going to start putting together a clothing line? Was that something that you faced? Uh, Yeah. I mean a lot, but you know, I've, so from,
0: I've always kind of been like, A problem child, I guess, you know, like I've always, always in trouble in schools, you know, and stuff because I couldn't like focus. I couldn't, you know, math, like I would always question stuff. And so I think that my, my family, my parents, they've always known that like this, he's not going to like, just be normal.
1: Right. right? And so,
0: you know, an African parents, they just kind of like try to beat it into you to like change you. But I think in the back of their minds, they kind of know. So when I, I got to a point where, especially when I got out of college, I just was not happy. Like I couldn't, you know, the nine to five thing, I couldn't sit in an office. Actually, the reason that the web design company was owned by a friend. So the reason that they had me do client services was because Ducky's supposed to be a designer, but I couldn't, yeah. even in an office just didn't work for me. Like I need I need to be moving. I need to like get people excited. Like, that's just how I'm wired. Yeah. So when I started the brand, I mean, everyone was really like, I mean, they just thought my life was like over, yeah. you know, right? but I, right. Ha- I have a really good way of just like disconnecting from criticism because, you know, my, my, I've, I've gotten it my whole life. So yeah. I just didn't care, you know, Um, and I just kind of went for it. And, you know, it took a while. I mean, it was funny because when I opened my first store, um, I remember my dad came down and, like, he started, like, folding shirts with me. And I was just like, this is cool. Like, four years in, yeah. he was, like, helping me because he's giving me advice for, like on how to. He was like, you should put rhinestones on t shirts, like, you know, some old school. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> right. stuff. But they, they Early got into it that. after a while. Yeah. Yeah. But the first years, they, they were just like, this kid is throwing life away. Like, they, you know, that old school. Those guys don't understand that, you know, the creative world, you yeah. know, fashion, um, you know, even like social media, like African people especially, they think that like the way to wealth is a, a lawyer, a doctor, or whatever. Yeah. But they don't realize that now, you know, if you're 18 years old, like I would, you know, like start start a TikTok account or like oh right. you know go on, like. That's the new way. And back in 2010, I was watching all of these, like, you know, again, Johnny Cupcakes, all of these streetwear brands in New York and stuff like, and I was just like, there's something here. It's more creative. You know, if you create a cool T-shirt, you can sell that T-shirt like 10,000 times where mm-hmm. if you're just working this job where you're doing, especially like web design, you're designing one site and then you have to get a new client. Like, I don't know, a lot of that stuff just seemed really like old, old. To me, you know, so I I, I did the right thing. I'm, I'm happy I didn't give into like the, uh, to the grief I was getting.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, and that's, you know, that's a lot of times we, we fail before we even get started because we, we end up letting the, the distractions, like people who really don't believe in the vision, deter us from focusing on the journey. So I, I already know what you what you're talking about there. And I, I love the fact that you just kind of stepped out on inspiration and you know, even though the obstacles, you know, they came up, but you kept going. What what sort of uh, resources did you have available, if any? Like, I know you had a reference point with Johnny Cupcakes, but did you do any additional research or, um, you know, any marketing courses or anything like that to help you get started?
0: Um, no, so I'm I'm really big into, like, history. And then also, you know, growing up in the U.K., like, I'm really just into, like, British history and, like, just, history um in general and then you know because i have like i have a very weird kind of add where i can't focus on on certain things but then on other things like when it comes to just researching i can just like go in yeah. so when i decided that i wanted to do to, to do this like i you know coming up with names i was actually initially going the johnny cupcakes route like i was trying to come up with these kind of silly names like cash and cookies and like trying to make it more fun but then when i decided to go with the duke and winston name and like the british kind of feel i just started to research like old british you know old british like tailoring companies like all these old companies from like the 1800s and like You know, that's when branding was like a really big thing where like everything, all the detailing from your packaging to like, you know, before it's all before the Internet, even Ralph Lauren, like Mm -hmm. Ralph Lauren in the 60s, 70s, 80s was just very, very detailed. And so that's really what I cared about. Uh, You know, I wasn't in this to like, I didn't start it thinking about selling as many products as possible. It was like, let me develop like the coolest looking brand ever and so i just did a ton of research and i think that really helped me in the beginning because the way that i did things even though you know it it was not the probable way in the beginning it was so detailed that people were like you know people were obsessed with the brand you know like even my logo um you know the the and symbol and the logo like you know duke and there's the strikeout that goes across the and symbol and it's like a purple strikeout and that purple in my products like i made polos and dog beds and the lining of the polos would be the little purple thing inside inside of the dog bed when you open the zipper up would be a purple lining like little details like that people would start to like collect the products just because of those little things so that's what I researched and I found all of that stuff from like the way old brands used to create stuff so yeah that that was kind of the research that I, I really got into
1: yeah no I can we you know anybody who really takes a close look at the brand can tell that there was a lot of time and attention that went into the creation of it so I you know kudos kudos to you hats off because I definitely appreciate just the time and attention that you put into it. Like we know it's a quality product when you have taken the time to make sure that the, the strikeout sign and the and is, you know, a specific color and it's, you know, throughout the products. Um, Which which brings me to this, because I know you just mentioned how you have like the the pet beds, the dog beds and things like that. And you have a couple of co- uh, collaborations too um, that involve animals and specifically dogs. So tell us how, you know, tell us how you were able to kind of fuse... Your, your pet into this whole brand as well?
0: Yeah. Um, so, you know, when I first started, um, the only connection that the brand had to dogs was because, you know, my bulldog was um, the, in the logo and then the, my first T-shirt was his face. But I really didn't have a direction, you know, like I came to this completely... The, the, this business completely blind. So yeah. I was just making t-shirts. Uh, I thought initially I thought it was going to be like my friends that would want to, you know, like buy them, but you know, mm-hmm. as things go, like nobody really cared. So right. <laughs> um, yeah. I started to sell, I think I, 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 I was able to make about a hundred shirts of the, just the same design to start. And then I started doing these like street festivals around um, Philly uh you know in the spring and then just i would set up tables and i would everywhere like anywhere there was a festival didn't matter like if it fit like you know i didn't, didn't even even yeah. really have a brand there. i was just yeah. there sell so one shirt maybe it would rain and all the shirts would get wet like but i was just everywhere and um i started to notice that the people that really like the shirts were like dog owners. Um, mm. Not even specifically bulldog owners back then, but it was just like dog owners. And they were like more like of your young professionals. Like, you know, again, I thought it was going to be like a streetwear life for like just like my 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 friends. But mm. I was like, oh, dog people, because they would look at the dog and then they would look at the shirt and be like, you know, every dog person wishes their dog was on a T-shirt. So that, that mm. drew like an instant connection. And so... Um, you know, those first three years, I was really only selling the same T-shirt in, in different colors. But then as I started to sell the shirts and I started to reinvest like the money and, and, and raise some money, um, I then started to expand the the dog side of it. So uh, I think I, I started making dog hoodies, um, you know, and then I got into like leashes and collars and belts for people that match. and And then it, it became more of like a dog focused brand and Mm -hmm. back then it was like for everyone now I'm actually really only focused on since the relaunch just on dogs and there's a reason for that which I can kind of get more into but back then it just became like a very general dog and people brand just from seeing the people that gravitated to it
1: exactly yeah no I I love that yeah and if you want to just kind of go into like some of the newer products because I I was kind of browsing some of the fine accessories you know like the keychains and things like that um so like do you have or like how much expansion are you doing with the relaunch because i know some people who may not be familiar was it you initially launched was it 2013 or what What year was your uh, it, when the relaunch or the first i'm sorry the first launch yeah correct the first
0: uh, the first launch was 2010 okay yeah so it's 11 years now it's been a minute
1: 11 years wow but the thing is, like, you're back and stronger than ever. Like, you know, so I'm, I'm definitely excited, excited for all the wonderful Absolutely. things that you're doing. Like, are you are you still planning to do festivals and things like that now that people are kind of out and about more?
0: Um. So, no. So, I mean, so, you know, the, the first time around, um, I, I, I I got up to three. I had three stores by 2016 um, and I had like 15 employees and, you know, just from me to 15 employees, uh, I was in about I don't know, 60 stores. Was in like 200 urban operators. Like, you know, it became kind of like a real big thing. But um, I learned really quickly that one, I was not equipped to uh, manage people. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not an yeah. operator. Uh, and then just being in Philly, it was really tough to find like real partners, um, you know, investors. It was just, it was kind of a mess. And my leases were up and rents were like doubling and stuff and i I didn't really focus on e-commerce much then which was really hurt because again i was trying to build this fun in-person brand so by the end of 2016 i was like pretty burnt out and just burning through money and i you know having all these employees so um when my leases were up i shut everything down and i relaunched you know took a couple years off i was out in la working for a couple of um e-commerce like apparel companies and then also i was we were doing a lot of merch for um influencers like every influencer that you could think of every youtube star we were making all of their products and then i and being out there i quickly learned that oh you know you can still build this fun brand but you can do it with e-commerce like Mm -hmm. i still had this old school mentality like you know, e-commerce is just kind of boring. Like that's not why I'm in business. Yeah. So when I decided to relaunch in, you know, um, January of 2020, well, November of 2019 is actually what the the soft relaunch. Back to just me. You know, yeah. uh, I'm actually in Dallas, Texas now. I, I I came here to work with a full service. They make my stuff. They ship my stuff. They store my stuff. And and I came here to kind of just get them set up. And so that I could just focus on online. So now the brand is just online. Um, and I relaunched really mostly by still selling a lot of the same products that I sold um, in retail. but what I've been doing over this last year is streamlining everything. So I, I obviously I learned a lot of a lot from the last you know decade a lot of mistakes like one from a product line with retail i was doing everything i had i mean i probably had you know 50 60 different types of products that i was selling with online a little different i think the goal is to really with like what duke and winston is known for you know like maybe it's like a harness or or like a make the best ever dog bed, like one product that the brand can be around. And then everything else is like merch, like the t-shirts and all of that. So that's what I'm in the process of figuring out, like what the the, the main product is. So a lot of the stuff on the site now is kind of just, I'm, you know, I'm selling stuff, but I'm I'm figuring out like what I want Duke and Winston to be known for. Um, and then I also decided to um, focus on, Bulldogs and bulldog owners, uh, which you know, the last version of the business, I really thought I was going to be like the next, you know, Ralph Lauren or something. But what I've learned is in this today's today's age, you really need to focus. Uh, One of the things that really hurt me before was I had investors. I mean, I had investors that were trying to throw close to a at the business back then. But the the biggest problem with me was like you're all over the place. Like yeah. so your brand has a British vibe to it. It's kind of for dogs, but it also, also has this Philly, because I would also make like Philly t-shirts. Like what is the brand? And now I've realized that Bulldog owners are actually like, Bulldogs are one of the most popular dogs in the world. Um, they are my number one by far customers. Like if you own a Bulldog and you come across Duke and Winston, it's, that's it it's like it's like a wrap so yeah. even though it's a smaller market it's can like own that market and I like, can do all of my community events and just it's much easier for someone with a brain like mine to like be pigeonholed because if you give me too much room I'm going to try to do everything so <laughs> right. now yeah. that like my market build a brand for just those people and so that's kind of and you know I just just learned all of that since the relaunch so I'm now like rebranding for that market. Uh, it might not be like a billion dollar market, but it's still, you know, exactly. if I do it well yeah. enough, it still be really, really well. And then, you know, you can branch out from there as, as the brand grows. So I'm process- in the process of rebranding Bulldogs and then developing just the best products for Bulldogs and for Bulldog owners and 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 uh, you know, but still keeping the same like you know, um, real focus on just quality photography, like all those little details, um, like, and then also community engagement. Like, Mm. you know, I'm learning now, like in social media and stuff was new to me because I was more in person, but I found a way to like entertain and engage the people that are obsessed with the brand, you know, online. Um, and then as things open up, like you were saying, just figuring out like, okay, what could I do? Like, could I do on like a national bulldog tour and like travel to different cities, like, but making it mm-hmm. fun, you know, like finding ways to like really, really get the community. Uh, people just want to be entertained. I've realized, you know, and so entertain the customers and well enough and they will, they'll support you. So uh, yeah. I'm in the process of kind of working on a lot. Yeah,
1: no, definitely. and You know, and I love the fact that you like even the 10 plus year journey that you, still learning like and it's and a lot of it has been like through the the experience right like the trial and error part which i think is is equally important so like as far as the the lessons and the you know sometimes we make decisions and we you know hey it may not have been the best decision but we 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 chose to do it like do you have any any i don't want to say regrets but like do you feel like you took steps in the right direction like do do you feel like you lost anything by um moving forward with your brand or you, do you think you should have done something else? Like, how do you, how do you, how are you feeling about the moves that you've made so far in regards to entrepreneurship? Uh, You know, I think
0: one going, going heavily into retail um, was not the best idea. So I I think that, you know, I was like young, right. And younger and questions like, you know, mid, late twenties, um it's not that i didn't listen to people um because a lot of the advisors and people i had around me to be honest like they didn't come from the industry you know philly is like a very like healthcare, like the industry in philly is very different so a lot of like the older people that i was looking to mentor me didn't come from apparel so i always just felt like their advice not to listen to it um probably not not the smartest idea like i should have made it my job to find a mentor that had been successful in my specific industry and i should have listened to that i think when you're young you feel like i could do the job of 50 people i feel like i didn't need anyone uh and i was just making this decision everything was successful up until then so i just thought like this is it like the yeah, the the fact that I opened two huge retail stores in the same city just was like looking back now it's it, it's kind of crazy so I would say the biggest is the people you have around you uh, and then also um, operations so like if you are a creative like I'm a creative and I just I'm not good with like spreadsheets and numbers mm-hmm. and all and just it's not my thing and I struggle so you know for the last 2016 I pretty much lived I lived in my store um my the the bigger store I lived in there for like four months I just didn't go home uh you know Mm -hmm. because I would run the business all day and then from like 8 p.m till 4 a.m I'd be trying to put numbers together and like you know I I was the Mm -hmm. most unhealthy like life that you could imagine because I was too I do not maybe too afraid to like bring somebody on um, Mm -hmm. and people were coming to me like I can help you run this business. I can help you operate it. And I was just like, Oh, this is like my baby. And so I was Mm -hmm. not responding to help. I can still say that some of that help was not, I just, if I, I was taking, I felt like I might've been taking a risk, bringing them on. But I, either way, the big thing is to figure out how to get help. Uh, Most of the successful brands that I know of, they're not, one person operations. It's usually like a team of two, three, four people. And each person has like a very specific skill, right? Those are how brands succeed. Where I think a lot of, you know, me, a lot of my, like my people, yeah. you know, I mean, like we, it's like, because again, we don't come from communities where we have like access to like help and people that have built brands before. Usually yes. we're the first ones. And especially coming from like an African background, um. the The thing is, if you do something, do it. Work hard. Like, just work yourself to death. Like, yes. don't. And also, don't yeah. trust anyone. So I carried a lot of that, and yeah. I think the biggest lesson is you have to let people in. Uh, you know, your first brand or your brand, it's you, of course you have to treat it like it's your baby. But chances are, if you're the type of person that could build something to begin with, you've probably got a bunch more in you. And so you have to take the risk to bring people in. If, if the brand messes up because of the wrong person, it's better than messing up because you burn out. Because sometimes when mm-hmm. you burn out, there's no coming back from a burnout. But there's coming there's, a, there's coming back from, you know, all right, I brought the wrong partner on before the business didn't work. Like those things are, it's easier to fix those than you personally, like just running into a wall. Um, I think that, you know, it took me three years come back like from 2016 to 2019 those three years i didn't look at the brand at all i just let i had thousands of customers i just let it die because i was so over it you know so uh and that's again because i took on too much personally so i think that's the advice i would give is like let people in you know find the right people but then once you find them you got to let them
1: in wow that that's a lot to unpack and the burnout is real the burnout is real. Yep. Well look, we're we're glad you're back. I'm glad you're back. Like I said, I've been following your journey for a while. I'm excited for you and uh you know, you're in Dallas. You're in Texas. So hey, that's that's already a, a big outlook, right? <laughs> you know, that's that's mm-hmm. already a step in the right direction. Um before we wrap, Shane, I I want you to leave us, I know you just pretty much already offered some words of encouragement and inspiration, but also just leave us with a couple of words and then for those who are interested Um, you know, make sure that you also leave where we can go ahead and shop, check out Duke Duke and Winston online and to follow and connect with you on your socials. I mean, I guess the
0: word that I would give
1: is, you know, like
0: if you have any kind of creative, you know, idea or if you have a creative mindset, um, you need to go for it, Uh, especially now. Um, everything, like things are so much different than even 2010, you know, there was no Instagram. I don't think there wasn't really even Facebook. Like there weren't all of these tools. Um, it's so much easier to get going now. And so you just need to find, surround yourself with the right people. I mean, you really need to cut out people that don't really, um, kind of think like you. Uh, Mm. and then you just need to start. Um, you know, a lot of people are afraid and like, uh, like if a failure or whatever, but you need to just go for it. That's, that's definitely what I would say. Like, you know, can get, get, get rid of that fear and then you could incrementally you'll get better and better if you go for it. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's the word and, um, uh, okay. yeah, okay. to check out brand, um, you know, the website is duke-winston.com. Um, the you know, so on social media, Duke and Winston are written out, you know, across all of, um, you know, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.
1: All right. Perfect. It's been a wonderful, wonderful interview. We definitely appreciate you, Shane, and looking forward to all the great things you have unfolding with the brand. Um, we look forward to having you back. So you enjoy the rest of your day and we'll we'll chat with you soon.
0: Thank you. You too.